Happy Friday, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. Welcome back to Go Live. We are going to be talking about summer programs, all things summer programs, because, well, whether you've applied to them already or you're in the process of applying to them now, it's good to know how to make the most of it and how to choose the right one. So today, I will make sure that whatever summer program you choose, it's going to actually help you as opposed to just be something that you do because everyone else is doing it. Anyway, if you guys like the channel, please like, subscribe, share it. We're just trying to make life easier as usual. So let's get right into it. Summer programs, you've probably heard of many before, right? From UC Cosmos to UC Berkeley ATDP to JHU Pre-College to Stanford CSEC to whatever, Brown and Columbia, everybody seems like they have it nowadays. Here are five tips you can use for the rest of your high school life, or perhaps if you're in seventh or eighth grade, you can use no matter what summer's coming up, here's how you can determine which one's the right fit for you. Number one, this is one's more for the parents out there, but make sure it's in line with the student's own interests and not necessarily yours, okay? So very often I find that parents are the ones to tell their students what summer programs to do. And even more specific, what kinds of classes or what kinds of programs that the student should do. And if you're telling your student what summer program they should do, it's no longer theirs. So trust me, if a student is now doing something because their parent told them to, it's a lot less likely that they're gonna have fun. It's a lot less likely they're gonna end up doing it. And it's a lot less likely that they'll end up enjoying it. And so believe it or not, I mentor students all kinds of ages, but there are so many students who did a program just because they thought it looked good for college or just because their parents told them to, or because they, they heard that engineering is actually gonna yield them a, a very good well-paying job. And then they end up not using it at all, whether it's toward their major, toward their college application, because they just didn't like it. So rule number one, make sure the summer program reflects the student's interests and not the parents, okay? Sometimes they're aligned, sometimes, many, many times they're not. Uh, number two, ask the student what problems they'd like to solve, right? So take a step back and then instead of saying, okay, what, you know, what programs are you interested in? Or instead of saying, okay, you know, I don't know, like what, what do you want to major in? Don't ask those questions to a 14 or 15 year old. Trust me, they're trying to figure themselves out. They're trying to figure out the world. They're trying to figure themselves out in the world, how the world even works in the first place. Ask them though a much more meaningful question. How about this? What problems would you like to solve, right? Or what problems do you wish you could solve if you had the skills, right? And you'll hear all kinds of cool answers to that question, right? Students will say, oh, well, if it were me, I would get rid of world hunger. Or other students would say, well, if it were me, I would build an exoskeleton like Tony Stark. Or if it were me, I would, you know, make an app, right? That, you know, can help people, you know, choose what they eat in a much more robust way. So whatever the problem that your student tells you that they like to solve, right? Start with that, okay? Well, then find the programs that fit that problem, right? So if the, if the problems that your student wants to solve is say something related to public health or COVID, right? Look for programs that fit that bill, perhaps in immunology or disease biology or public health, right? Uh, or epidemics and pandemics, right? Whatever that is. So make sure it really aligns well with your students' own natural interests and, right, what problems are you going to solve? And if you're a student watching this right now, it's an excellent question to ask at any point in time in your life. If you're trying to decide on anything, whether it's the job you're trying to get or the class you're trying to take, whether you're in high school or in college, right? What problems are you trying to solve? Because at the end of the day, right, that's what makes life fun, right? Problem solving, solving the dedicating yourself to solving problems that you feel are meaningful to solve, right? Uh, okay, point number three. So tip number three, 
we have basically find the right price. Okay, summer programs can be prohibitively expensive, astronomically expensive. I remember when I first got into you know college counseling about ten years ago, I would see price tags around eight, ten, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars just for one measly course, right? So I was like, this is insane. So guys, put it this way. I've researched literally hundreds of summer programs at this point. Here's what I think is a good price point in general or a threshold that you should not exceed in general, $3,000. Okay. Generally speaking, if you're asked to pay more than $3,000 for any program, I'd raise one, if not both of my eyebrows in shock because that's pushing it. It's really pushing it. Okay. I can promise you right now, at this moment in time, I can find many other options less than $3,000 that are probably better than the $6,000 ones, right? And so this brings me to point number four, right? Which is you want to make sure you try to choose first-party summer programs, not third-party summer programs. This is so important because colleges, they put a lot more, let's say, weight weightage on first-party programs. What is a first-party program? What is a third-party program? A first-party program is one that's held and sponsored and hosted directly, directly and staffed, probably most importantly, it's staffed directly by the university, right? So for instance, excellent examples of this is UC Cosmos, right? That's held at Davis, Santa Barbara, Irvine, and Santa Cruz, right? They are staffed directly by those universities, right? Third party programs are ones that are, are just simply usually, usually renting out space at university campus grounds and staffing it with their own private, you know, uh, teachers, right? Who aren't affiliated necessarily with Stanford. They're just paying a fee, right? To the university to use their space. Obviously there's also third-party programs that aren't affiliated to any university. They have their own space and they teach you, you know, through their own teachers that they've hired, right? Point is when you're talking about college admissions, you're trying to think about, okay, what is going to basically make my student happy, give him or her the best exposure, save me money, and look the best for college admissions, first party programs for sure, right? Every year I, ha I hear so many parents spending so much money on these third party programs, whether it's, you know, AI, AI camp or, or sorry, not AI camp. I mean, there's, well, I guess that would be, uh, there's also, you know, like, uh, what is it called? Digital electronics or digital, there's one out there. There, there are all kinds of names out there, right? Envision, um, you know, it's like there's, uh, what's it called? Like, you know, obviously national national um, NSLC, right? So there's all kinds of third-party vendors out there. Please, guys, prioritize the first-party programs, right? And by the way, even if you don't get into UC Cosmos or some really selective first-party program held by Stanford, right, still consider just taking a class through summer sessions, right, at the university because that still looks better than taking a third-party program and paying a lot of money for that stuff, right? So, um, you know, a couple other thoughts here on the third parties. It, it's really hit or miss. So you guys have to understand those are very for-profit institutions. They're not necessarily always trying to give you the best quality of experience. Their point is just to make basically some money, right? And I'd say from my experience working with students over 10 years, there've really been only probably like two third-party, two or three third-party programs that have really nailed it. Like their quality control is very high and their price tag isn't crazy. Um, for instance, NSLC historically is a good program. Uh, I can tell you that for sure. Summer Discovery is also another one that I've referenced a lot of my students to and is also a good program. They have, you know, programs that, you know, 
at UCLA and, you know, Berkeley and, you know, Yale and all these other campuses. Um, LaunchX, right, which started at MIT, right, I, I think is no longer affiliated with MIT directly. Now it's just its own third party program that teaches entrepreneurship. Those are probably the three that immediately come to mind. Everything else, little, I'm a very skeptical about <laughs> because many of my students either came back to me and said, oh yeah, I didn't learn anything from that or it was only okay. And it's like, guys, you only have so many summers in high school. Don't waste it on only okay pro programs, especially if they're overpriced. Okay, so again, tip right here, do try to prioritize first party programs over the third party ones. And lastly, and this is probably the most important tip or the most unique one that you'll ever hear about summer programs, choose the one that you're likeliest to continue afterwards. Now you're probably thinking, what does that mean if I can only do it over the summer? <laughs> what I mean by that is don't just do a summer program to do a summer program because you heard it looks good for college. Do it to learn a skill and to meet people, whether it's classmates, faculty, whatever, so that you can use it for the future, right? Into the fall, into the spring, right? For instance, when I advise students on, okay, what summer program should you do? Oftentimes it's like, okay, yeah. How about let's go UC Berkeley ATDP? And they're like, okay, which class? And it's like, well, what are you interested in, right? What problems are you solving? And typically it's like, okay, well, let's say I'm interested in, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of interested in hardware. I like to make things like with Arduino, Raspberry Pi. It's like, okay, how about this electronics lab, right? Or how about maybe the data structure course, right? Whatever one you think you're gonna use in your future endeavors, okay? Stop seeing summer programs as this, oh, I need to have it on my resume because it makes me look good. No, because put it this way, how many other people are doing summer programs? Thousands, guys, tens, if not hundreds of thousands of other people are doing some. It does not set you apart. And it does not magically make you look better than the other candidate who has the same summer program or some other one that's comparable. What ultimately sets you apart is how you use it. How are you using what you learned at the program to do other cool stuff beyond it, right? So really, really think about it in terms of what I call the snowball effect, right? You're standing on top of a mountain and you have a snowball, right? You want to think about throwing that snowball and it rolling and rolling. And over time, by the time it reaches the bottom of that hill or the mountain, right? It's huge. It's an avalanche. You want to build momentum with what you're doing. This is true not only for summer programs, but certainly with courses you take, right? With volunteer experiences, with leadership. You don't want to just do things and keep them flat. You want to build momentum, right? Through them. That way, by the end of it, you will stand out from the rest because you are you are simply exceptional. You've actually built upon these experiences as opposed to just fall, fall back on them thinking that, oh, I'm going to look good if I just went to Cosmos, right? Trust me, it doesn't make you look any better than the other kid who went to Cosmos or the other couple thousand who did. <laughs> so anyway, guys, uh, those are some, some simple tips. To recap, what are the tips again to choosing the right summer programs? Number one, represent the student's interests, not the parents, okay? So stop telling your students to do something that you want them to do. How about you tell them to do what they wanna do, right? And how do you do that? Tip number two, ask them what problems they wish to solve. And if you're a student, ask yourself, what problems would you like to solve, right? And I know that's can be hard, especially if you're addicted to TikTok and you're just not even thinking about problems other than maybe the math problem you were assigned recently, right? But think bigger. This is your chance to explore the world. Don't rely on the six six period school for the rest of your life. Get out there, right? Summer is it's what all it's, what it's all about. And the programs, they're designed to give you exposure in something you're actually interested in. So ask yourself, what problems am I looking to solve? Is it people problems? Is it science problems? Is it art problems? Is it something else, right? Tip number three is find the right price point. Okay, beware. Try not to pay anything more than three thousand dollars in general. 
that's past that. You should really, really, really look at your at all the options because you're probably getting ripped off past three or four. Uh, tip number four: choose first-party programs, not third-party programs. Okay, because that looks better for college admissions. Uh, and lastly, guys, choose the programs that you will likely use and continue through into the future. Okay. That's what set you apart. So I hope these tips helped. Okay. And if you're currently, you know, stuck and you're not sure what summer programs are left, or maybe you've applied and you're waiting on the results, but you don't have a backup plan, um, or maybe you already got into a program, but now you're thinking, okay, well, how do I, you know, how do I set up the rest of my summer? Right. Is there, I have standardized testing. I have volunteer work. I have to prepare for my next year's courses. Whatever questions you guys have, please drop a comment. You're right. Love to help you out completely free as much as I possibly can, right? Shoot us an email, you know, share, like, and subscribe, please, guys. This is really important because hopefully I can save you guys thousands of dollars while at the same time uh, helping you guys get into the very best colleges um, and while preserving your sanity. That's usually beneficial. So anyway, guys, happy Friday. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll see you guys next time.